Welcome to the I Still Do With You podcast, where we discuss all the problems that can derail a marriage and how to get it back on track. With over 14 years experience in marriage, here are your hosts, Gary and Joanne Severns. Hey everybody, welcome to I Still Do With, with You. you. You had to get it in there again, I didn't did, you? yeah. I, th- I like the sound of that. <laughs> Well, this is episode two, and we are going to be covering why communication is so important. And why it's so hard in a marriage. It is very hard. Communication is like something that should be so natural, but it ends up being like the hardest thing in a marriage. It's, One of the hardest things. It's very hard. Very hard. And we're going to talk about reasons that it possibly is so hard and give you kind of our take on how we have learned to communicate over the years so i'll jump in (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i guess many of us grow up watching communication and observing communication from those around us yeah so like learned habits from our childhood things that we learn also we notice that we communicate differently so gary's style is not the same as my style of communication Um, Gary likes to stay silent. (laughs) I'm a strong silent type. (laughs) (laughs) And and he likes to, um, maybe sometimes kind of sweep things under the rug and just hope they blow over. I'm more of like, let's talk it out. Let's fight it out. Let's do what we need to do. Like, listen to what I have to say and let's get this fight over with or I don't know I I think I'm more in your face kind of style like you're a firecracker a firecracker you're a firecracker <laughs> that's a good way to describe me <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm definitely a sweeper I I do not like I don't know I guess confrontation really is my my thing he's he's not he's never really liked the communication part of our marriage it's it, he he just always likes things to blow over and i like things to like i like to get them off my chest and i like to talk about them um so there's some other communication blockers which stress is a big one um i know when i'm stressed my communication really changes like i'm more irritable i don't really speak kindly when i'm stressed um like snappy. Yeah, more I like I snap at everybody. I snap at him. Um and I don't think people realize that when you're stressed, it kind of bleeds out onto everybody else around you. So that is definitely something I try to be aware of. Um what are some other things? Anger. Anger is yeah. a big one. Yeah. Um when you're mad. When you're mad, you don't really think about you don't what have you're a saying. No, no filter. You don't no. really think about what you're saying. Your um, emotions kind of take over and you just kind of, well, we do anyway. I do. <laughs> Not Mr. Uh, Strong silent type over here. <laughs> he, do, he, he doesn't really say a whole lot when he's I angry. can get angry and I can get vocal. Yeah. There are times. When I'm angry, especially like in our earlier years, I liked to say things that were hurtful when we were communicating and it just... You know, my emotions took over and it just kind of came out. And Oops. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're learning. I, I'm not going to say that we're completely past that because we're not. But we're learning. And um, I think respect 
in your marriage plays a big part in the things that you say. So when I look at him, even when I'm angry, I still love and respect him enough to not want to hurt him too terribly bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say anything that I can't take back that is going to hurt him forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things, I guess, is you got to keep in mind, like, I don't want to hurt them, but I want to get my point across. And I guess sometimes that can be hard to do. When you're angry, it can. Because you're thinking about how you're feeling. You're not thinking logically. Big mad. Big mad. (laughs) (laughs) That's a word in our house. We say that a lot. Are you big mad? I'm big mad. (laughs) Um, Also, I think that kind of plays into... The next communication blocker, which is just not caring what the other person has to say. When you are angry, sometimes what that person has to say really does not matter to you. And that can be a big problem in your communication. Mm -hmm. If you're not caring about what your spouse has to say, there's a problem there. Or if you feel like your spouse doesn't care about what you have to say, that makes it really hard to communicate with each other. Um, I have another communication blocker. What's that? Kids. Kids, yes. Oh my gosh, kids. That's, that's yeah. That can be a big one. We get interrupted quite a bit when we are trying to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is a huge question when we're in that moment. Like they, they always have something to ask in that moment. And it's like so distracting. Well, it's like when you're trying to put your kids to bed. And they want to drink water and they want to ask you a question and they want to tell you about their day and they want, you know. I didn't just... tell you goodnight <clears throat> for the hundredth time. Right. I, I had to do it. <laughs> had to had to hit that hundred mark. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. Yep. So kids, kids can make communication difficult. But with the kids, I think you, it's important to set time aside. And like in our house, you know, bedtime is, is eight o'clock. And any time past that, that's that's mine and mommy's time. Even for our teenagers. Our teenagers, they, they didn't care for that rule at first until we sat them down and we said, look, you can go to bed, go to your room, you can stay up, but you can't interrupt our time together. Our time together is very important and you have to know that. We need that time together. You guys have from this time until bedtime to ask us whatever you want to tell us about your day. We will play with you. We will we will do whatever you want to do in that time. But once it hits 8 o'clock, that's when you're to be in bed, you are to be quiet, and you are to let us have our time. Mm-hmm. And that's not to be mean. We're not overly strict parents. It's We value our, our time together. And our time together is very important and I think for our, our kids, marriage. Yeah, and I think our kids have come to respect that too. Um they see that we actually want to be together, that we want to have that time together. And I think they respect that, even though they can kind of buck it sometimes. (laughs) Um, Another thing that I think can be really hard in communicating is pride. Oh, that's a big one. Um, I know it's a big one for me. Me too. I mean, I think... I think most of us could agree that pride plays a part in our communication um, problems, at least some of the time. Sometimes you just feel like 
you are right and they are wrong, which is the case most of the time in our marriage. Like, uh, and there's, there's, there it is again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm always right for some reason. Like, Me too. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, no, no, no. There, there can only be one of us that's right all the time. Well, it's me. No, it's me. <laughs> See, that, that that's a good example of our pride right there. <laughs> a sense of uh, communication blocker going on here. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> um, but that can make it kind of difficult when you just have this pride blocking your your ability to communicate with your spouse because you think that what either they're saying is wrong, you're right. Um, or it's invalid. Invalid. You don't want to give up that control of being in the right well yeah i mean does that make sense yeah you know sometimes i feel like i'm right you need to listen you know to what i'm saying and we need to go with it and that isn't always the case and that's okay yep and another another way pride can play a factor is like we've had arguments before and i'll I'll give you a little example of an argument we had not too long ago where um both of us <laughs> we let our pride stay in the way and a very simple fight turned into like three days of us not talking okay so that's an example of terrible communication skills right there because it shouldn't have gone three days no no but it shouldn't have. <laughs> i um i went up to bed and i thought okay i'm I, i'm tired of fighting with him right now i'm just i'm gonna be the bigger person and I, <laughs> because I am always the bigger person, right. you know, like yeah. I'm always right in this relationship. <laughs> Anyways, um, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to send him a text and I'm, I'm just going to break down this wall. And so I, I sent him a text from upstairs. He was downstairs watching TV. Um, I don't recommend texting. <laughs> I recommend face-to-face conversations. Yeah, but, texting is not a good way to communicate. But... We, we do it. So I just texted him. I said, hey, can we talk? And he replied, yes. And so my prideful, stubborn self, I got comfy in bed and I sat and waited. And I waited. And I waited. And I waited. And I waited. <laughs> and finally... I was like, okay, he's expecting me to come down there to him, and I'm not doing that. I texted him. Like, I broke down that wall. He can come up here, and he can talk to me because I'm right and he's wrong. Um, So I went to bed, and he never came up. Well, I was waiting for you to come down. And there we go. That That's a good example of how pride gets in the way of communication. Pride he, is a very nasty thing. He was, his perspective was, she wanted to talk, she can come down here. My perspective was, hey, I was like the bigger person. I broke down that wall. He can come up here to me. I am not getting out of this bed. I'm not going down there. Like, I made the first move. He can, if he, if he wants to talk bad enough, he can come upstairs to me. Okay, I don't recommend that because we didn't resolve anything that night and we didn't resolve anything the next night. Because I was so furious that he didn't come up. Instead of looking at myself and thinking, after five minutes of him not coming up, okay, I'm going to go down. And I'm going to talk to him. And our fight probably could have been over right yeah. then. Yeah. 
And it could have been over if you came upstairs, too. (laughs) Well, we learned a very valuable lesson after that fight. Do you remember the conclusion that we came to? I think so. That we Um, would not do that anymore. I think we agreed that we would, like, not let it go past that the night. Mm -hmm. And some of you may have heard, biblically speaking, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And as much as I would love for that to be a reality for us, um, it just isn't for some, uh, uh, probably because of pride. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I'm not talking to him tonight. I'm so mad at him. He's not talking to me. He's so mad at me. And we are going to bed with this anger still, still stewing. <laughs> well, as angry as you and I both were, it's something that we resolved within like five to 10 minutes, which. After we lost our pride. Yes. That's what's yes. so crazy. It is. It's it's like, and, and we and talked pride. about it that night. We were like, look how easy that was for us to resolve this. Like, I let him know why I was so upset about our fight. I don't even remember what we fought about. It was something either. so dumb, though. But I, I let him know. He sat and listened. He let me know what bothered him about that fight. We both told our side of it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to be this way. He apologized. I'm sorry. I misunderstood this or that. And our fight was over after three days. What just happened? Yeah, that was so simple. Like, had we just done it that night, we wouldn't have lost those three days together. And I think that's what bothers me about having pride in our fights is we lose so much time together for dumb things. Mm -hmm. So... Pride is a huge one. I know we kind of went off on that rabbit hole, but that's because we can relate to that one a lot. Um, So my advice, drop the pride. What's the worst that's going to happen if you drop your pride? You solve something. You solve something. It's, you know, and if your spouse isn't at that point where they're ready to drop their pride, be the bigger person. Show them each fight that you are willing to drop your pride and I know it's easy to sit and think, well, then they think they have the upper hand. And that's another podcast we'll get into about being a team and not enemies and all that, you know. We'll we'll get into all that. But drop your pride and see if that changes how your spouse relates to you. See if that changes the amount of time that your fights last. See if that changes the way you fight. Drop your pride. That's a big one. So what can we do to make communication easier? We can listen. Listen. Listening is very important. And it's something that we don't do often. No. As as weird as that sounds, I feel like listening is like, that comes in way last place when you're fighting. Oh, yeah. Because, well, maybe not for you. You No, you don't want to listen. You just want to walk away and, and let things be. I, on the other hand, I want to talk. I don't want to listen. <laughs> I'm not the greatest listener. I want to tell you what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling that, and I want you to listen and hear me. But I'm sure you want me to hear you too. So listening to your spouse is very important. It's important to listen because you want your spouse to know that they're being heard. You want to listen to what's what's bothering them, why their feelings are hurt. Just think of how you want your spouse to listen to you. Like, I know I want him to hear how I'm feeling. 
I want my feelings and my points to be heard, to be valid to him. And so I need to think of it in that way. How I want to be heard is how I need to listen to him because he has things he wants to say, just like I do. And listening, I guess to sum it up, is you want to try to feel what they are feeling. And that may be hard to do in the moment, whether it's anger or pride or you know, stress, things like that. But it's important. Yeah. It's really important. It is. Basically, just value each other's opinions. Value each other's feelings. Learn to break down that wall of pride and sit and listen. Like, there are times where I have to talk to Gary about something that is bothering me because, it, like, I just can't let it go. And I have to know that I can sit down and say, hey, can we talk? And I have to know that he's going to respect me enough to listen to what I have to say. Just the same as if he had something he needed to say to me, he has to be able to tell me there's something bothering me. I need to talk to you. And we have to learn to get to that point where we can sit down and we can discuss these important things because we are with this person forever. That's the goal, right? So if you can't learn to talk to each other, you're going to have a very stressful marriage. If you can't learn to listen to each other, you're going to have a stressful marriage. You have to be able to take those hard times, sit down, listen, and feel what your spouse is feeling. And then come to an agreement on how you can fix these things. It can be hard to communicate, but I think we overcomplicate it. I think it can be simpler than what we make it. Mm -hmm. I think if we let our pride go, if we let our anger go, and we just sit and look at the person that we fell in love with and look at them for who they are and really try to break that wall down between the two of us and communicate, I think marriages would be a lot better off. Communication is a big problem in marriages because we all want to be right. We all want to be heard. But we don't want the other person to have the same. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yes. Um, And I think back to, you know, talking about listening, I think a good way to be a good listener and make your partner feel validated in the things that they are saying is maybe summarize the way that they are feeling. So also you have a better understanding. And so you both are on the same page. That's good. So if I said something to you, Mm-hmm. That was bothering me. You would repeat it back to me. Yeah. Just to so make that sure I, I knew under- you were listening. Yes. So that I knew you understood the assignment. I understood the assignment. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that I knew that you understood what I was saying or I understood what you were saying. That's great. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're not perfect at communication. We still struggle with it, but we are trying to intentionally move forward and get better with it. And so I think if you can come to an agreement on how to communicate with each other during a time that you are not in a heated argument, sit down, talk about your goals on how you want your communication to be in your marriage. Talk about what you would like to see done differently Let your spouse tell you what they would like to see done differently. Respect each other's opinions on how to communicate. Um, Have an open conversation about it. And don't get mad. Take it as constructive criticism. Yeah. I mean, guys out there, if you're like me, don't don't get defensive over everything. Um, There's a reason your spouse is coming to you with concerns. 
Um, and you need to make them feel validated. <clears throat> and wives, it is very hard for men to express their feelings. So if your husband <laughs> is taking that time to express his feelings to you, don't make him feel dumb for it. Don't make him feel like his feelings are invalid. Let him know that you understand what he's saying. Let him know that you want to work towards that with him. Don't make him shut down. <laughs> If you have the opportunity to hear what your husband is thinking, take full advantage of that and respect it. Respect plays a huge part in communication too. So what we like to do, like like we said earlier, after one of our fights, we came to an agreement that we would sit down after we've calmed down that same night that we get into an argument and we will discuss it in a in a civil way, in a respectful way. And we will talk about what was bothering us. And it's not, I, I get it, it's not always possible to um, resolve an issue, especially if it's, if it's a big issue, especially if it's not just a little fight like we had. Some fights need to be taken care of over a period of time and with some outside help. But if it's just little day-to-day fights, make a, make a deal that you're going to sit down before bedtime and you're going to talk about what happened and you're going to try to resolve that before you go to bed because the sooner you can get past that, the more time you have together and the better things are going to be and your communication is going to get better over time the more you put some kind of guidelines into place for how you want to communicate. Don't just try to wing it. Try to have some kind of goal in mind with each other on how you are going to resolve things and how you're going to communicate. Well, that's all we have for you guys on today's episode. Um, I'd like to end today on a verse from the Bible. James 1.19 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And I think that is... That sums it up right there. Yes. That tells you all you need to know. <laughs> yes. And yes. if you have any um, questions about some uh, communication blockers in your marriage and you want us to address something specifically and how we might handle something that you're going through, feel free to send us an email. And we will keep it anonymous. Your privacy is important to us. We will never use names Um, but if you have any ideas or anything that you would like help with, feel free to just shoot us an email and, um, we'd love to help. Yeah. If if we can just help one couple, I would be happy. We're doing our job. That's all I would want is just to be able to help somebody get past communication problems. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. And, um, we'll see you on episode three. Thank you for listening to another episode of the I Still Do With You podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, to connect with Gary and Joanne, follow them on Instagram at I Still Do With You or visit their website, I Still Do With You.com. Until next time.